Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. الله أكبر 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات آمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مدل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعصيهما فإنه قد غوى وإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا إن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن خير الأمور أعوازمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان الثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم Before I talk about today's khutbah, I'd like to thank Allah Azza wa Jal who gave us another chance to witness the ten blessed days of the Dhul Hijjah. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned about these ten days, that these are, these are those ten days, there are no other ten days better than these ten in the whole year. And this is... The blessing from Allah Azza wa Jal that He gave us the tawfiq to do the ibadah of Allah Azza wa Jal in these two ten days. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our siyam, fasting, qiyam, staying during the night prayer, ruku, or the recitation of the Quran or any kind of a charity or ibadat that we did. And especially we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to accept the hajj of the hujjaj, the pilgrims who are performing the hajj there. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to have all our sins forgiven from the past by the blessing of these 10 days. Today, when we are celebrating this Eid, we see whether in this masjid, all brothers from all over the world, from different races, the people who speak different languages, and the people who have different cultures, 
The only thing that unite us is La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Same way in the Hajj, we see millions of pilgrims. They go there from all across the world, wearing the same clothes, worshipping the same Allah Azza wa Jal, the followers of the same deen, in front of the same Kaaba. This is the thing, the blessing from Allah Azza wa Jal. There is nothing unite us except Allah Azza wa Jal. He is the one who united our hearts. Alhamdulillah. At the same time, the very same unity that we see in these occasions, whether it's Salatul Eid, whether it is the Hajj, whether it's when we are fasting all together, whether we are praying, at the same time, the heart aches to see all the borders that exist between the Ummah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to unite us all together as one Ummah. Yes, we recognize each other from different parts of the world. But we don't feel one is better than the other based on these borders that have been drawn between us by the colonialists. By the Psych-Pico agreement that was made in 1917-18. And drew the lines between us and unfortunately today we find ourselves that these lines are more sacred for us. And I understand this is not the situation of the Ummah in general at large. Ummah's heart is un- are united. It, unfortunately, these borders, they've been found sacred by the ones who are ruling over us. And they want us to continue to be divided. So we have to rise up and to be united as Allah Azza wa wants from us. Yes, I will talk about the story of Ibrahim والسلام, But we have to understand that why is it important for us to revisit that? Why is it important for us to even celebrate this Eid and the remembrance of Ibrahim والسلام, and his family? It is an important thing to remember. It's not just some ritualistic thing to think of it that we go and do the Udhiyyah or we come and do the Salah only. Rather, it is a reminder for us, who do we belong to, first of all? We all belong to Allah Azza wa Jal. We all return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we all have to and must obey Allah Azza wa Jal. And we must not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is just a reminder for us, insha'Allah. Because Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَةً الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind each other. Because reminder helps benefits the believers. Now when we go back and look at the life of Ibrahim والسلام, one of the key things that we see, and not only Ibrahim والسلام, rather all the prophets, they were tested the most severe, severe than a regular person. As the hadith of Rasulullah talks about that. And it says, that when he was asked by somebody, Ya Rasulullah, who is the one who is tested the most severe? And the response of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was, Al-Anbiya'u thumma al-amthalu fal-amthal, yubthal al-abdu ala hasbi deeni. The Anbiya were the one who were tested the most severe. And every one of us is tested according to our affiliation to the deen. And the hadith continues on until it says that trials will continue to afflict a person until they leave him walking on the earth. 
with no sin. Subhanallah. What a deal from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A lot of time, when we go through difficult times, we think of it as if that we have... Why me, unfortunately? And as a Muslim, we should never say that. And this is a sign of a believer. When he is going through a hardship, he is the patient one. He's the one who does the sabr. And when he is going through the ease, he is the one who is thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talks about that. And when we see the hardships are becoming severe, whether it is on the individual level or whether it's on the ummah level, that we should remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests the believers more and more severe because He wants him, the believer, to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates. It's not a punishment. It's a mean from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring the, the believer close to him. And Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, like other prophets, was no different. He is the one who was tested in one of the most severe ways. And when we read the story of Ibrahim or any prophet, uh, prophet story, or all the salihin, and even the mujrimin in the Quran, we should remember the purpose of the stories behind it. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِي الْبَابِ that there was certainly in their stories a lesson for men of understanding. There are lessons for us when we read this. So now let's see what happened, what was, why is it so important for us to celebrate day day? Why do we remember Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam that like that? Allah azza wa jal talks about Ibrahim alayhi salam when he was making the dua for having a son. He said, Rabbi habli min al-salihine. Oh my Lord, oh my Rabb, grant me a child from the righteous. He's not asking just for a child. He's asking for the one which is righteous. Because that's the very same righteous child that went through the tests and tribulation. So we gave him good tidings of a forbearing boy. But one thing to remember when we read this story, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, did not have Ismail or Ishaq. Ismail was the firstborn. He did not have them at a young age. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replied, responded to the dua of Ibrahim at a very old age. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alhamdulillah Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning about that all praise is for Allah. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam is saying, Who has blessed me with Ismail and Ishaq in my old age? So when we talk about the sacrifice that Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam made, it was not just a sacrifice of his firstborn. Rather, it's a sacrifice of a son that he was going to make. The one who have, he had him at a very old age. As the brothers and the sisters around us, the one who did not have the children. And after a long time, Allah Azza wa gave them the blessing of a child. Whether them or the one who had the child the very first year of the marriage. The love Allah Azza wa creates between the parents and the children is unmatchable. And especially the love of the parents towards the children is unmatchable. Even though children love their parents too, what is the difference? The difference is this. When the parents raise the children, they raise them, they want them to be stronger and stronger and stronger. That's what they're looking at the children as. 
They want to be strong, whether physically or mentally in every manner. Now think of the love of the children from towards the parents. They love parents, yes. In the back of the mind of the children is what? Oh, one day this old guy will be gone. <laughs> Let me take care of him until he goes away. See that the contrast in the love. One love is you want your loved one to grow stronger. While the other knows the inevitable, that the parents will go away. And they think of this way, let me help them out until they go away from me. So I can get all the reward from Allah Azza wa Yes, but there's a difference. So now when we think of Ibrahim والسلام, think of that way. That is the love I'm talking about. Not the one that you know the parents will go away. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, before he talks about when he saw the dream, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions with Ibrahim, رَبَّنَا إِنِّي أَسْكَنْتُ مِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ بِوَادٍ غَيْذِ ذَرْعٍ عِنْدَ بَيْتِكَ الْمُحَرَّمِ رَبَّنَا لَيُقِيمُ صَلَاةَ فَجْعَلْ أَفِدَةً مِنَ النَّاسِ تَهْوِي إِلَيْهِمْ وَأَرْزُقْهُمْ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ الْعَلَامِ يَشْكُرُونَ This is the story, part of the story, when Ibrahim took his family and left him in the valley of the Makkah. There was nobody there at that time because of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look at the response of his wife. Ismail was a small child, baby child at that time, an infant, just born. After a long dua from Ibrahim and Hajar, or in Urdu we say Hajra, or Hagar, she said to Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, Ya Ibrahim, Ya Ibrahim, ila man tatrukna qala ila Allahi, qala taraditu billahi. She said, who are you leaving with, O Ibrahim? And he said, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she said, with Allah I am pleased. If you're leaving, because Allah has commanded you, and with Allah I am pleased, even though there is nothing there. So this is the second test to Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, he has to go through. And I'm not even going into the whole story of when he had to go to the fire. But the very same child, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ibrahim came to Ismail. When Ismail was strong enough, the one who's strong enough has the strength. To move, do his own things. He's not the one who cannot make his own decisions now. He can make his decisions. And at that time, he comes and he tells that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he saw a dream and dream of a prophet is something which is a wahi, which is a revelation. And interestingly, he says, He's not saying, He's saying, I, see, I saw the dream that I am going to slaughter you, sacrifice you. I am sacrificing you. Did not do it. And he said, what do you say? قَالَ يَا أَبَتِي Subhanallah. Look at the son. The son says, the old father, do what Allah has commanded you. سَتَجِدُونِي إِنْشَاءَ اللَّهُ مِنَ الصَّابِرِينَ And indeed, you will find me from the ones who are the patient ones. Now here, the son cannot just come out of nowhere and believe in the father like that. He is raised this way, that he is willing to do whatever Allah Azza wa Jal has commanded. So don't expect miracles within ourselves. 
We have to prepare our next generation to be the one who submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is not asking us what Allah asked Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. But Allah is asking us to be the one who submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then it says, And both of them, they submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not say aslama. The Ibrahim is the one who gave in. No, both of them. And when Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, when he's asking Ismail, he's not looking for his approval, then he will do the action. He just wants to let him know what Allah has commanded. So don't misunderstand me here. When Ibrahim والسلام, is letting him know what Allah wants, he's telling him the command of Allah. And right away, Ismail والسلام, he submitted to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he put his forehead towards the ground when he is going to sacrifice Ismail. Why is that? As the Mufassireen discussed this concept, that the love of the father and the child would not come in between when he will look into the eyes of Ismail. Hence, he put his forehead towards the ground. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We called out to him, O Ibrahim, You have fulfilled the dream. See, the dream, as I was saying in the beginning, Ibrahim said, The dream was that he was going to sacrifice. And since this is why Allah said, You have fulfilled the dream that you have tried. That's what was expected from Ibrahim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course, makes the way for the believers. As Allah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whoever fears Allah, He will bring forth a way for him. And he will provide him from sources he never could imagine. And whosoever puts his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Allah baligh amri kulli Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, Indeed, that was a very difficult trial. For Ibrahim as well as Ismail alayhi salam. And we ransom him with a great sacrifice. Subhanallah. Until today, we remember Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Every year in his remembrance, we are the one who sacrifice. The sacrifice is not Allah Azza wa is not looking for meat or the blood from us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have righteousness, to have the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so, which is called the pers- that we are doing whatever Allah azza wants from us. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it is neither the meat nor the blood that reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it is the taqwa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us that reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have the ibrah, the, the lesson from the story. 
Now we have to think and ponder, what is it that I am supposed to get out of this? Look, the key thing, idea here is, yes, sacrifice. Sacrifice for what? For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sacrifice, what kind of a sacrifice? Is this just the animal sacrifice every year that we do? Or we are talking about a lifetime that we will sacrifice everything that we have for the sake of Allah azza wa jal. Our time, our health, our wealth, whatsoever we have. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. And when we think of this story, think of this way, that we are Muslim as Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was a Muslim. مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَصْرَانِيًّا وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was not a Jew. He was not a Christian. He was a believer. He was a Muslim. Let's not be the one who start calling that Ibrahim والسلام, is the one who's the founder of Judaism or Christianity. Every Prophet was sent as a Muslim, the one who submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, different Prophets were sent with different Sharia, but we are all sent, they were all sent as Muslim. Whether it was Adam salam, whether it was Nuh, whether it was Ibrahim, or Musa, or Isa, or Muhammad salam, and all the prophets that were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala between Adam and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Now the thing that we have to take with us, and I like to stress this point, that we want to be Muslim. The one who has a mission that was given to us by Allah azza wa jal, the one who live by Islam, who call the people towards Islam, who want to establish a deen of Allah Azza wa Jal on the face of the earth, so the people can see the mercy of Islam, the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's the purpose of our life. So let's not be the one who is digressed or distracted by just the ritualistic part of the ibadah. There's an essence in it. And that's the very same essence calls us to be united again as one ummah. One ummah under one leadership. Let's get rid of these borders that exist among the Muslim ummah. These borders are fake. They're not supposed to be there. And they have to be removed. And that's what we should be thinking of. That's what we should be thinking of. The Rasulullah was sent with this, this mission, with the deen of haq, with the deen of truth. So this way of life of Islam prevails over all other ways of life. That's our mission. That's the mission of a Muslim mumma. Should be, must be. So we can take the, the, the world out of the misery. Today we see the shooting that happened in the Highland Park in Chicago. We just saw what happened to the, the, the ex-prime minister of, uh, of Japan yesterday. And we are seeing all sorts of corruption in the world, Muslim world to talk about. Look at Palestine, look at Kashmir, look at, look at whatever you want to look at. We see misery all around the world and it is also all, all because of the lack of Islam. Because Islam is not in the place that it's supposed to be. The one that takes the people out of the misery because it is from the creator of the heavens and the earth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us the one 
who bring the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal back in practice and unite the ummah back again. May Allah make us the one who follow the sunnah of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam in the best possible manner. So we do not do not be scared of sacrificing anything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And those sacrifices or those tests Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expect from us to pass, they do not become the barriers for us to, to bring the deen back. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah, are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.